This is the Wild Sage Society podcast, where we explore the ideas and practices that help us live healthy, connected, and purpose-filled lives. Each week, our host, Marcy Walker, connects with healers, spiritual leaders, doctors, and small business owners on topics such as human resilience, conscious leadership, and modern shamanism. Here is your host, Marcy Walker. Hi, everyone. I'm super stoked for today's episode. My guest has been named the Business Whisperer, the Relationship Wizard, and Confidence Crafter. It's Troy Fontana. Welcome, Troy. Hello, hello. I'm super stoked you're here. (laughs) Thank you for having me, and it's been really cool to watch your journey just as a person and all the love and support you share in our community and to watch your podcast has been epic. So thank you you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I know that you and I could totally geek out on trauma and dysregulated nervous systems, but I want to dive into the stuff behind the scenes Mm -hmm. with Troy. Perfect. Ready? I'm in for it. So what was the exact moment in your life that made you realize that, oh, fuck, I need to do some (laughs) self-work? I think just getting to a place where I felt it's that rock bottom moment where I felt completely lost very like far away from who I felt I was once was and who I could be and not understanding why. And it was kind of like this surrender moment where I literally was just like ready to give up. Like, you know, having real thoughts of my life journey, should it end? Should I end it? What, you know, what's next? What is this whole existential crisis type of moment essentially? And when I surrendered is when I started waking up to different aspects of life, the deeper aspects of life. And I felt called to kind of a unique approach towards healing. And that was like maybe plant medicines, shamanism, um, these alternative quote, alternative modalities that actually have been around for thousands of years. And so I spent a lot of time researching these things for whatever reason. Like, I really don't feel like I even had anyone who pointed me in that direction. It was kind of this intuitive feeling, like to start understanding these on a deeper level. And as I did, I realized that there was something there, that healing was an actual thing. Like, I remember the moment where I didn't even know what that meant. Like, if someone's like, oh, I want a healing journey or I'm healing from this. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean healing? Like, what is that? <laughs> right. And then starting to go down that journey. And I started to feel a little bit better. And once I felt a little bit better, I was like, oh, I want a whole lot more of this. And I started becoming obsessed with it and just diving in full tilt into this energy of healing and everything I could to go inward and finding that the magic was that, was inward and unpacking my own trauma and this anxiety I was carrying around for years that I had no idea was even there, that I just had suppressed and pushed down. And so I'm mean, like... I don't know like timeline wise or years wise, but it's been years at this point that I've been on this journey and still on the journey. We'll always be on the journey. I don't think we ever fully, you know, are, we don't ever fully like arrive, but it's been a powerful and beautiful journey. And from going on that journey, I reached a point where I had to share. Like I got to a point where I started to feel so good that I was like, I have to share this with other people. And that's what inspires me now is because so many people are stuck in states of suffering and coping. And I really want to share the medicine that I believe I carry through my journey with other people. I love it. I, one of the, my favorite things about you is how you infuse your personality and just your essence and everything you Mm -hmm. do. Um, 
for listeners, I was certified through Troy to do the holotropic breathwork. Mm-hmm. And I'm also part of his supercharged entrepreneur mastermind group. And he just brings every ounce of himself to everything he does. And it's such mm-hmm. an epic evolution. Mm. Thanks for sharing that because to be honest, that's something I feel like I'm still trying to do because I see so much value in that authenticity and I still feel like there's parts of myself that are hiding and I want to bring forward even more. So thank you for reflecting that back to me because that is what I tried to do because there was moments in my life where I didn't feel authentic. I was hiding from myself, hiding parts of myself from other people. And I felt feel like that's not only a disservice to me, but it's a disservice to others. And so, yeah, I try to bring everything I got to everything and I try to do it from my heart. As a lifelong learner, you know, I'm no stranger to masterminds, but it's, you know, Mm -hmm. they're usually so stuffy and cold and it's pretty much the same content over and over again. And it was nice to tune every week and and you start us off with breath work and Mm -hmm. rebreathing and, you know, sometimes you've had us get up and dance and Mm -hmm. do, you know, like the things that really bring us into our bodies. Mm -hmm. So keep doing what you're doing. Ah, thank you. Speaking of things you're doing, talk to me about Primitive Connection. Mm. So Primitive Connection is a men's retreat. And I guess at this point, I should not say just men, because I do plan on doing co-ed retreats, (laughs) (laughs) which you will definitely be a part of. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, it's been so cool. Well, yeah, first of all, what it is, is it's a retreat series designed to, you know, there's like a business saying that says, sell people what they want, give them what they need. So what people want are things like to be more confident, to make more money, to just feel better, right? But when you get to these retreats, we work on those things, but, and also we go very deep into like the healing journey and unpacking what it is to be, when it's a men's retreat, what it is to actually be a real man, not the, you know, toxic masculinity or what we should be as men and allowing these men to have a space to be vulnerable, to cry and to witness each other in that. And oftentimes what happens is you realize that the stuff you're going through or have gone through, you're not alone in that journey. And that's so healthy for so many of us. And also we do things like cold plunging or sweat lodges and got all kinds of cool activities we do while we're there to really connect us as a tribe. And that's part of it is really bringing like a brotherhood to this space to where quite literally it's happening is where you build these relationships where you can support each other outside of the retreat. And you have a brotherhood when you're going through a challenging time, or maybe it leads into a business or job opportunity. And so creating this connection, that's very powerful. And uh, I just witnessed it in myself. And I knew, I started to see that like similar reflection in other men. And so I was like, man, we got to do something. And so I got a team of great guys together to help me lead the retreat series. And we're out there sharing the medicine and helping helping men and soon men and women. Badass. Yeah. So when it, with the retreats, you know, I just I cannot say enough good things about what you're doing for mm. the community of men that are suffering. So who is the typical guy that's that finds you and then wants to work with you? What is their main pain point at that point? Man, I feel like it's men who feel a lot of them feel stuck right and so they're at a place a lot of it's a transition point so maybe it's a 40 year old man who has worked a job 
the same job for years and maybe finances aren't the thing anymore. That's kind of solved in a way, but like they don't feel fulfilled in their life journey and they feel like there should be more. And that's leading to some like depressed energy. And so they come to this retreat and we awaken them to like, Hey, just your life, the way you walk in life is its own form of expression. And you're allowed to do that. Giving a lot of these men permission to be a man, to express yourself, to step into these other energies and understanding what's been suppressed within you throughout cultural society, throughout, you know, parental, all kinds of things that suppress our energies and allowing them to express those energies more. Or it's maybe a younger man who, same thing, they've maybe did or didn't go to college. They've had a certain interest in life and that interest is kind of transitioning. Maybe they're transitioning out of that like quote warrior energy and wondering how do I move forward and giving them confidence, courage, to take those steps. And also they get to see like a reflection maybe in me or some of the other men that are there. Like, Hey, I've been there too. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. Like those things you're feeling right now are normal. Yeah. I don't sweat it. And you can cry about it right here with me if you want, because I feel you and it's tough and it's overwhelming. And let's face it, life in, a, in general can be overwhelming. So let's band together. We'll work together and we'll get through this. And um, powerful. Yeah. And so it's, you know, the typical avatar kind of looks like that, but we have all scopes, you know, all different ages. Everybody's welcome to these things, but we're all going through stuff or we want to grow through stuff, grow to the next level. And we just don't know fully how I, you know, I host women's retreats and I just yeah. absolutely love the retreats for the exact reason that you, you mentioned and that community and the bonding that happens is just so fantastic. Mm-hmm. And to feel like you're not alone. Cause I think so many different times that we internalize all this stuff and we make, you know, we create separation in our own life just because we feel like, we're alone. Yes. Yeah. So, so powerful. I'm going to get to some of the things that I want to talk to you about is dating mm. advice. Cause mm. I have a lot of female clients and friends that come to me and mm-hmm. talk about their husbands. Mm-hmm. So girls, this is for you. So <laughs> their Love biggest it. complaint is that they are the ones that do everything around the house and mm. making the home run perfectly, getting the kids to school, cooking dinners, cleaning all the things and their husbands just sit around. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be for both parties in that relationship? Beautiful. Good question and very common frame that comes up, right? So one is communication's always going to be king. And I'll, I'll teach you how to communicate from your heart here in a second, and that'll be really effective. Um, but understand for men that a man wants to feel like when he leaves the house in the morning, he goes and slays the dragon and comes back home. He comes home with a bloody sword and a battered shield, and he wants to be acknowledged for that. So start with that and just understand that about your man before you go into your ask, right? And so that would look like, like a man, like even if you look at it from a sexuality point, sexual point is a man needs to be grounded. So after a day like that, you know, he's tired, he's worn out. Even if it's just his nine to five job, he's still tired, still worn out typically, right? And so he needs to be grounded in his energy. And so that would look like, you know, bringing him, hey, I got this warm cup of whatever for you. And let me rub your shoulders for you a little bit. And you know, here, I got your favorite magazine waiting for you. 
That little investment of five minutes is going to allow you to move into whatever your ask is going to be. And for a female, even if you look at it from a sexual standpoint, it's also an energetic standpoint is they need to be opened. So like if you think of it like sex, right? A man goes usually straight for the straight for the, you know, the the goods. Exactly. (laughs) Right. But that ain't going to work. She's got to be opened. And so that might look like massaging her feet, asking her about her day. Hey, I've got the bath set for you. You know, you open her and then all those things will happen naturally. And so when we understand the energies of each other, it really helps us understand the frameworks that are taking place within the relationship. So if we can honor our man when he comes in for his day, it'll really ground him and it'll make him feel like, yeah, I slayed the dragon today and it'll charge him up. Your man needs to be charged up and like, cause he's going out to quote battle the next day. Right. Got it. And so then what will really help for the female is to communicate from their heart. Hey, something that would really help me, right. Is around the house. If and be men, women, again, it's, it's not always men and women, right? It's, it's feminine and masculine energies is a better way to think of it. Cause we carry both those energies. I carry feminine energy and I carry masculine energy. So for feminine energy, it's very spontaneous and loose and creative, which is beautiful, right? And a masculine energy is more decisive and direct. So if we can understand that energy about a man, use that in your communication. So when you say, hey, I need more help around the house, he's going, I am. I want to work all day. And I took out the trash. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the women are tired of asking. So how do you work on the communication part if... So first ground the man, Okay. honor, acknowledge what he's done. Yeah. Always start with that. Like there's even a technique called the sandwich technique. Oh, mm-hmm. You've probably heard of it, right? Yeah. You give him the good stuff up top, the meat in the middle, and then finish with some more good stuff, right? And so you could say something like, hey, you know, so glad you're home. Thank you for everything you do for our family. Some things that really would help me around the house, because I want to help you and I want to know what's going to help you as well. But some things that would help me, and here's, you got to be specific, would you mind doing X, Y, and Z? And just wait and just sit. And he might be like, well, sure. Or I mean, I do this. And then you guys can communicate. And it's important that we respond versus react. What often happens in relationships yeah. is we react. And that's usually when we're triggered, right? We're being triggered and we react. And that ends up looking like, fuck you, fuck you. But yeah. we want to respond to each other. Hey, you know, when you say you don't want to help with that, it makes me feel like I don't matter in this relationship. That's really what's taking place. Right. Oh, well, that's not what I'm actually saying. But we don't know that if we don't open that door. What I'm actually saying is I'm really tired and I don't mind doing that. But do you mind if I do it at like 7, 7.30 tonight? Oh, yeah, that's totally cool. That works for me too. Okay. Right. And so we respond to each other from our heart and we tell each other how we feel. Right. And then and we make our ask through our feelings. I think that like ping pong is I make an ask and I hit the ping pong ball over to you and then it's up to you how you receive it. Yeah. Right. You catch it and you go, Oh, let me digest this. Let me sit with this. Okay. And then you ping pong it back to him. And then you guys just play ping pong for a little while and you work through things, responding to one another from your hearts and you make progress and you learn how to communicate with each other. Cause a lot of times what's happening in relationships is you don't know how to communicate with one another. I mean, you don't understand like what ticks for each person. So we have to understand that first and then we can open up communication. And I I think a lot for women, you know, once we lose respect for the man, it's hard to reconnect, not only just on a mental, emotional level, but on a physical, sexual level. 100%. And so 
a lot of times that will come into play when the woman does feel like she's taking whatever you want to call it, quote, the lead in the relationship, or she finds herself doing a lot of the masculine roles. Again, it's not male, female, it's masculine roles. And so women will often test their men and they'll test them when they go down, right? (laughs) Like they feel like the man's collapsing because they want to know like, yo, are you going to fucking step up? Or am I going to have to be the one to step up? Yeah. And they'll also test you when you're elevating because they'll want to go, hey, am I safe? Are you going to leave me? And so they're always testing, right? And that's okay. But we have to, as, as females, understanding that, okay, is, am I doing this the best way? And as males, understanding that this might just be her communicating something deeper. I think it's really challenging for men right now because I, I, as a woman who, you know, who's single, I think you guys are under a lot of pressure of like, step up and be a man, but oh, share your feelings. Yeah. And I think that that's what your retreat is all about is helping connect those two energies within themselves. Totally. And just even beyond the retreats is just letting men know like, man, your vulnerability is such a strength, such a strength. And I cried last week doing some of this vocal singing thing or whatever I was working on. I started crying. I'm like, fuck, man, I've like all this wounding around my voice and stuff, you know, and just feels so good to express and to allow myself to cry. It feels good. Like yeah. I, I, we, we should be that sensitive. But I can also step into a very masculine, you know, decisive role if I need to do that. Again, it's learning to slide the scale. It's just like empaths and narcissists. It's, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not that you like want to be one or the other because narcissism can carry strengths and empaths can carry strengths. And so oftentimes we shame both sides of that. Rather, it's being able to slide the scale. Like you talked about the mastermind. When I'm doing the mastermind, I slide into the narcissistic scale. I'm very directive. I'm very boom, 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 boom. I'm the man when I'm there, right? Like I literally tell myself, I'm the fucking man, right? But then when I sit down with a client, or even right now, you can even see my, hear my tonality, I slide to a very empathetic frame. And so going back to relationships, maybe a man during his day is in a role where he has to be like the man and the boss, but he doesn't understand how to switch that energy when he gets home. It's missing like what his role or purpose is at home, you know, and oftentimes that purpose is missing in their daily nine to five. hundred percent. And I think that that's what's so powerful in what you and I both do is that we mm-hmm. help people transmute pain into purpose and mm-hmm. figure out who they are. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Your wound is, or your, your wound is your womb. You go into it yeah. and it'll birth something beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. So talk about toxic femininity. So I see that show up. So first understand like a very like healthy feminine energy is like what I talked about. It's that creative spontaneous, very cooperative, very good for like nurturing a lot of other qualities. Don't, don't jump on me because I'm forgetting a bunch, but there's a lot, right? <laughs> Thank but, you for your yes. transparency. <laughs> but when it's unhealthy, it can feel like needy and manipulative. Manipulation is a very strong energy. Yeah. And it will come from often feeling not safe in relationship or just in life in general, which probably goes back to a lot of wounding and stories you're carrying, which is understandable. But most importantly, it's you not communicating your needs. And that. so what, what, what it comes off is when I'm manipulating is I'm using manipulation to get my needs. Mm-hmm. But as you know, or we all know, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work in the long run. 
it'd be much better for you to get real intimate with what those feelings are you're having and communicate up front. And oftentimes we don't communicate because we're afraid of losing the person. But you've already lost the game if you're not communicating. So it's better to communicate up front and play the ping pong game. See how they catch it. Yeah. Is this the right person for you? Right? Can they receive this? Or maybe you communicate it differently, more, better, different. It's a, it, we can always hold that power too, right? Yeah. Can I, did I say this the right way? That I remember that, okay, he probably feels like him working is enough. And how do I communicate that, hey, I need a little bit more than just that? And maybe the unhappiness you bring from the dissatisfaction of your job is spilling over into the home. And rather than jumping on them and manipulating, how do I communicate this? Like, hey, I really want to see you shine in life. It makes me happy to see you happy. Is there anything that I could do to help you in this journey? Any way I can support you? Oh, man, I I haven't thought of that. You know, this and this helps. Cool. Something that maybe would help me too, because I'm sure you want to see me be happy, would be this. And we don't have to use those you know, backhanded manipulation tactics. It takes such a huge leap of faith to be able to put your armor down first. Yeah. What would your invitation be to someone that hears what we're saying right now and be like, fuck, I'm always the person that has to coddle him first. Yeah. Um, I I would use it as like, well, this is what I do is I use things like that to, is they're like teachers for me. So they help me get better and better. So if I'm like, that same story. Like I'm always the one has to do this and it's not received well. I'm like, how can I get better at it? How can I get better at it? Cause it's going to make me better at all forms of communication. And so I'm using this person and the situation as a teacher. And so I get better and better and better. And look, you may reach a point where it ain't it and they don't get it. And maybe you need third party help to reach out to somebody to triangulate the situation for you and help out. And that's cool too. You know? Um, but you got to try because if you don't try, you'll feel stuck in that energy, and that will lead to all kinds of other things. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you'll go inward in a toxic inward type of way. So yeah. it's better to express it, you know. And if you need to get help, get help. Have someone help you out with it. That's cool. But think of like a relationship like flowing water. It should always flow. And so if you feel like there's rocks in the, the stream right now, it's up to you to get those rocks moving. And even like and you, as an example with communication, you can try writing it down. Hey, can I write this to you? And then you write me back a response and you guys just do writing because maybe communication hasn't gone well when you've verbalized yeah, it. Yeah. And it takes the emotion out of it. Exactly. Yeah. And you can think about it. You can process it. You can take your time. Right. So there's different ways. That's what I mean by improving your communication. What's always, what, okay, what can I do differently? What can I do more, different or better to make this work? You're talking about such an incredible amount of self-awareness. Mm. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, um, that's one of the things I try to do with my clients. Like I was writing this down yesterday, like a couple of things I do. One is like help people rediscover the human experience. What does it mean to be human? We can laugh. Can we play in life? Can we have abundance in life? Why not? Let's rediscover those things. But another thing is to help people wake up, like literally wake up. And you know, that's a longer conversation on what that means. But part of that is growing our awareness. Like I'm always trying to sharpen my awareness because we all have blind spots and if we can see those things, see into those more, we navigate life better. And right? business. Oh man, it shows up everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Our intuition increases. We feel more. We feel like, should I be doing this? Let me feel into it. 
We know what that feels like to do something, but so many of us lose that connection to our intuition. We get stuck in our heads. We become heady. We overthink everything. We overanalyze everything, and then we get stuck. And um, you talked about getting heady, and I think that that's a great uh, segue for talking about embodiment and some of your embodiment practices. Mm. Yeah. So I realized, well, I realized through the breath, like when I was going through my healing journey, like every time I'd like release these old stories or emotional wounds that I was carrying, I noticed like this physical release of the breath. And so I was like, man, there's something to this. And so that's what led me into really studying breath work on a deep, deep level and using it within myself and then offering that as a service to other others and then teaching people like yourself on how they can share that with other people. And it's been like a very powerful um practice and what i realized is that there's two aspects we can logically discuss things but if we just stay in the logical aspect if we just stay in the head we can often loop the same challenge the same problem and so i really want people to feel things and so as an example like in a session what i'll often do is we'll talk about something like this right we're talking about relationships and where you've been wounded and where you're not using boundaries and, and communication but then I'll take you into like a meditation, maybe with a little breathing, some music, and I'll guide you through this meditation and help you visualize things and feel the energies of that. Feel the energy of when you've, you know, um, haven't stood up on your boundaries, when you've allowed toxicity into your relationship over and over again. Like, what does that feel like? What has that done to you? What is that going to look like a year, three years from now? And so you literally feel the emotions of it. And maybe the tears start to come up. And now we're creating that bit bridge between the head and the heart. And to me, that's what makes like a really lasting impact with people. So we can build that bridge between the two. And so I try to get people to yeah, embody it and feel it and connect to their body. Our body will, our body's present. So it's always right there. It's going to give immediate feedback. And that even comes into like confidence. You know, a lot of the work I do is around confidence. And as an example, if you're talking to somebody, maybe that you want to potentially date or want to have a business connection with or whatever it is, your body will often tighten up first. But if you don't recognize that, you'll start to travel that energy up into your head and then you get stuck in your head. So if we can catch it in our body, we can relax our breath, we can loosen our shoulders, we can become present because our body is present and we bring that presence energy down into us and then we can just, we flow. Are you ready to unlock your true potential and embark on a transformative journey of healing and well-being? Look no further than the Wild Sage Society. Join us for upcoming events, webinars, and workshops to experience the fusion of evidence-based therapies with ancient wisdom, bringing you to a deep level of physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being. To stay up-to-date on our upcoming events and to access exclusive content, subscribe to our newsletter at thewildsagesociety.com. Connect with us on Instagram at Wild Sage Society for daily inspiration, transformative stories, and community engagement. And don't forget to subscribe to the Wild Sage Society podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, where we explore the ideas and practices that help us live healthy, connected, and purpose-filled lives. Uh, with dating, would you, I know that you are happily married, would you... If you were single, would you date someone that was spiritual? Why or why not? Would I? Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure? Mm -hmm. 
Not even a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that it almost be a requirement. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wh- why? Why do you, why well, do you ask? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's so many different dating sites out there, and it's like, you know, I've had relationships where I grow at such a rapid rate, and mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm pushing rope uphill to, like, have them catch up to where I'm at. So it's been a question for me, you know, do I date someone that's spiritual or does, do I not date someone that's spiritual? And so that Mm. was, and I see a lot of spiritual women that are getting frustrated with, you know, dating and the online dating specifically. Yeah. I mean, I can't, speak to online dating. Yeah, because you've been married um, for like 857 million years. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I mean, let's, I can, I can even frame this into like just relationships, right? And I have female relationships, females who are friends of mine, like yourself. And I look for those qualities um, because one is I'm always looking at the other person and asking myself, what parts of me do they reflect back to me? Yeah. Right. So is this the type of person that's going to lift me up? And if someone's not grounded and oftentimes like in that spiritual aspect, you could even say spiritual is like understanding who they are, right? Having a deep understanding of who they are and wanting to grow within that and understand who they are more and more, right? Is because like you're saying, they'll maybe be intimidated by my own personal growth or if I share something from my heart, it'll be difficult for them to receive it. And so I want a person who can process things and take things and go, oh, this is what he really meant, or this is what he really said, or how can I show it best for Troy, or I really appreciate how he's doing this for me. And those are often feelings. Those are inner type of things, right? Emotional intelligence. Yeah. And oftentimes I feel like relationships, people lead with the external. And so this is one thing I've been communicating with men a lot is I'm like, it sounds weird, but like externally set the bar low. Right. And so, cause men have the opposite problem. They're like, Oh, here's my car. Here's my house. Let me take you to an expensive dinner. And so what are you really leading with? Right. And so if you can set the bar externally low, meet them for coffee, cost you 10 bucks. Right. And just get to know the person, show, show them your insides, even share like some things you struggle with. Like, yeah, I'm with, you know, my job's been a challenge for me or I'm really scared about this right now. And just see how they receive that. See if they have a sensitive space for that. And if they're just fixated on the external, like, oh, cool, that's lame. Like, when are you going to take me on a vacation? It ain't the right fit. Yeah. Because you ain't going to win that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to run out. It's going to get exhausting. And there's always somebody who's got more external stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I always... Very try to be very intuitive on the inside of what's going on with somebody. It just takes so much presence, you know what I mean? To just be constantly in in your body and Mm -hmm. feeling the feels and not being in judgment. Right. And so part of it, even when it comes to like relationships, is letting go of attachment. And so oftentimes we see this person or we meet this person and the mind starts to go like, ooh, this would be really cool. You know, this relationship would look like this. And wow, look at these things about them. You're already creating an attachment. I feel like you just called me out. Oh, yep. yeah. Because there yeah. have been times in relationship, and I was just having this conversation the other day. It was with another female friend of mine, and we were talking about, we had so much potential. Mm. And I think that oftentimes we get caught up in the potential mm-hmm. rather than loving the person for who they truly are. Right. We have to be real careful of our fantasies. Our fantasies can be really beautiful because they can tell us things about ourselves or maybe things we need to express. 
but we often create these magical fairyland worlds and relationships is real life. You know what I mean? It's, it's the nuts and the bolts type of stuff. Right. Yeah. And so we have to communicate from those spaces. It doesn't mean you just vomit all over this person. Like, Hey, here's all my stuff, you know, hold a lot of mystery to yourself, Yeah. but come from the inside part of yourself. Right. Don't, we don't need to be fancy in this stuff. Like, and all, a lot of that by letting go of attachment, what it does is it takes away that anxious energy because if like, imagine I'm walking up to somebody who I find very attractive, who I want to have as a potential mate. And I already am fantasizing about what that would be like, what our life would be like together. Think of all the pressure I'm carrying into that moment. Yeah. Way too fucking much. Well, it's strings attached. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But if I go up and I'm like, this person might be batshit crazy, <laughs> but let me go figure it out. Right. And then I just go up and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm Troy. Boom, boom, boom. Really like your hairstyle. That's really cool. How'd you shave it on that side? You know, yeah. it's really unique. How long have you been doing that? Right. And just get to know the person. Cool. You mind if I sit down for a minute? Bing, bang, bang. You rap a little bit. Awesome. Get their Instagram, something like that. Don't go straight for the kill and get their phone number. Keep it easy. <laughs> and then you're rolling. And just take it, take your time with stuff. Like everyone, like everyone wants to rush everything, man. Slow down. And also, there's a lot to be said for being single. I see people have a really difficult time being single. Man, embrace that. Like there's a lot to be said with that. Experience. Make your life interesting. I feel like I'm on such a mission right now that I don't, I just. I ain't got time. So that so we have to be careful with that energy. Yeah, right? for sure. Okay, so one is, that's a story you already, the way you said it is it's a story you already tell yourself. Right. Right? And so we, uh, we tell ourselves a lot of stories. And so if you're telling yourself that story, it's coming through in your energy and communication. And so it's going to push a man who is grounded and patient and understands himself probably away because it's going to be too much too fast. He's like, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. good. I don't, yeah. And that's what you want. You want a man who's like already good. And what you're going to attract is fix it men. And men who go, yes. Ouch, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fix me. Fix me. <laughs> Give me that feminine energy. But and it's the it kind of feminine energy like, Why am you I the want. fucking mom here? There you go. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> fix me, mom. But I didn't want to say it. <laughs> and then they're saying, will you just stop mothering me? Yeah. <laughs> there like, you go. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then the cycle and then we're repeats. we're speaking from the triggers. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And then you're like, here I am again. Fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, me saying that I don't have time is definitely a way of keeping myself safe. Right. So I would ask you the question, can you be comfortable never being in a relationship? Yeah. Okay. So I would say get real intimate with that and really believe it. Like really believe it. And what will happen is you'll start living for yourself. That in itself would be very attractive. It'll create its own magnetic energy. And then you'll switch you from a, a, a place of, for lack of a better word, a little bit of desperation, right? Into a place of fulfillment. I'm already full. I think my 20s was that state of desperation. Mm, yeah. For sure. You know, not mm-hmm. feeling secure enough in my own skin and who I was. And I definitely thought that, who Marcy was, was the mind and the body. Yeah. And now later on and. You got the whole package, girl. Yeah. You know, you got the whole package. You know, my son, he's, he's 24 and he grew up without a dad. And so, you know, he's had a challenge connecting with men 
um, you know, because he he has a he has a daddy wound. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to a young kid that's been under the influence of a yeah. helicopter mother for mm. most of their <laughs> life? I would say he he'd get a lot of a lot out of going into that wound, going into that wound, and so that would look like understanding the story of his father and that the situation didn't have anything to do with him. It was his father's own story, his father's own shit. And all of us carry our own shit, right? It's just like a relationship. When someone cheats on you, we often receive it as like, oh, I'm not enough. I don't look good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money, whatever. But in fact, it was the other person. It was their own insecurities. Like, could it be that? Of course it could be that. Yeah. Right? So let's let our mind travel into that space or energy travel into that space and we can even give them love, like poor thing, you know what I mean? That they live like that and feel that way. It doesn't have anything to do with me. And so your son would benefit from a similar experience. Like, oh, wait, my father not being in my life didn't have anything to do with me. How could it be? You don't even know me. Right. Right? How could it be? And so, in fact, let me model qualities that I admire in men. And let me become that for other men, for my partner, for, you know, my kids in the future, whatever, let me become that. And in fact, I have a very unique opportunity to craft myself into the man that I want to be and men that I aspire and admire in life. When he's in the Air Force, and so when we had a going away party for him, it just was, it was fascinating to watch who showed up because mm. there were a few kids his age, you know, I guess they're not kids, young adults his age. And then the rest of them were men that were in their like, mid thirties to 60. And those are the kind of men that he attracts and is drawn to. And I know that it's because of that daddy wound, but I think it's so powerful, you know, because he's having those deep, deep, deep conversations with these older men. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate them all so much for, you know, taking them, him under his wing. And, and I mean, his biggest complaint about being in the military is that he hasn't found anybody to have a deep conversation with. Wow. And, you know, I know he's just longing for that deep connection. Yeah. yeah. And that'll be beautiful because he'll seek that out mm-hmm. and he will continue to find men like that, you know, and mentors. And I think as men, that's one of the things I think we really need to step into as we age is we need to be mentors for others and we need to see ourselves as that. And it can be in multiple different areas, right? It can be coaching a sport. It can be in business. It can be just who you are. It can be from a parent standpoint. But men need that in general. And there's a lot of men out there with father wounds. And, you know, I have my own wounds and stories around that. And I went through a lot of healing around that to getting to a place where I was ultimately able to forgive my father completely and deeply love him and see him for who he is and was and why the way he, he, he acted the way he did and all that stuff and let it, let it go. And surrender like surrendering into that really opened up my expression as a man and understanding who I am and who I want to be. And then allowing healthier men into my life because when it was unhealed, that relationship with my father, I would attract uh toxic men into my life. Yeah. And so I'd get quote these mentors, but they're really just, here to use me. They're repeating similar patterns as my own father, right. you know? And so healing I, it's powerful. I like your invitation to look at the story of what your dad is, yeah. you know, cause that's its own version of ancestral healing right. for some component. And I was having a conversation with my son 
um, a couple weeks ago and I just, he doesn't drink. He's completely sober. He's never had a drink or done any drugs in his entire life. And I just told him how proud I was of him because Mm. just by him making that choice for sobriety has heal has stopped the generational pattern of that and that's wow. the story of his dad and his dad when you know when i had delivered my son his dad was like i'm never gonna ever be like my dad and then he didn't do the things he needed to do to heal that wound mm. from his dad and so i was proud that he so cool yeah right so cool and yeah. said and be just to be so brave to be able to do that because he gets a lot of shit for it yeah that's epic yeah yeah, there's a lot of value in that. And he's got an awesome example in a mother. Well, it took a long time. I definitely think that me starting my self-work in 2010 yeah. was monumentally yeah. a big change for our relationship. Mm. Like I could have seen, I could still almost visualize the path that I was heading yeah. down and how there would have been so much separation between he and I, but yeah, yeah. we're mad close. Nice. You have boys. Tell me about raising boys. Man, for me, boys are easy because I know what it's like to be a boy. I, uh, yeah, I just, and I have a daughter too, but oh. right. So the boys, I just, I just invite them into the things that I enjoyed growing up, you okay. know, and tossing the ball around, you know, my parenting style is maybe a little different in the fact that I am, I give them a lot of leeway. Okay. You know, I like my let I let them cuss, but I teach them how to do it appropriately and when and when not to do it. And the reason I do and this is just one example, right? But the reason I do that is because when dad says no to something, it really means no. Because I don't just say no to everything. Don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. I let them I'll ask them like, "What do you think?" They'll ask me something I'm like, "I don't know, what do you think? What do you think was best to do right here?" And so I'm always putting it back on them because one day dad ain't going to be around and I need you to figure it out. Right. And so when I give them that leeway and I empower them so much and I don't say no a whole lot, but when I do, I'm like, Hey, this thing's bad. Let's not, let's not do this. They really listen. They're like, okay. And you can even see it in the small things, right? I'll give them leeway, but I'm like, Hey, we got to get this done. They're like, all right, let's do it. Boom, Boom. And then, and then I, then I acknowledge that effort, right? I'm like, dude, thank you guys for helping with this, blah, blah, blah. You know, daughter's a little different. Yeah. Because I don't know how to be a woman necessarily, you know? But you were saying that you have feminine energy inside of you. Right. And so I do do things like I'll turn the music up Uh and I'll grab her hands and I'll dance with her and I'll be real gentle and I'll sit her on my lap and I'll just nurture this like very sensitive quality in myself Mm -hmm. and her. Um, I'll look in her eyes a lot or remind her how beautiful she is. I like to admire, um, acknowledge their effort in things and not like the score or how well they did with something. Like, oh, I really love how much care you put into this picture. That's so cool to see, right? Versus like, oh, you did a really good job. This is really good. It's like, oh, I love the effort you put into this. That's really beautiful. I love the way you guys play together. It's so cool to watch, you know? And I'll, I'll often say things like, uh, man, isn't your sister incredible, guys? So she sees that, you know. That's amazing. Oh, thanks. But just things like that. That's, I'm, just, I'm figuring it out, too, man. I'm just figuring it all out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, know it, you do definitely figure it out when as you go along. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
There's no, yeah, there's no rule book for any of this stuff. So I'm just figuring it out. But it's a conscious choice every day to be better as a parent. Mm-hmm. I think what helps is like that heart centered, being heart centered in things. And not that I don't have my moments, not where I, you know, don't get, I'm in my own stuff. And then that spills out onto the kids. And I think an apology and asking for forgiveness can go a long way. I think even like that, it can actually be more powerful to do that than not making a mistake. You know what I mean? So to make the mistake and then go over to your kids and go, hey guys, come here. We were just talking yesterday to, um, or on our last episode with Danielle Eaton about failing forward. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. I was so afraid to make a mistake growing up. You know, I yes. was raised by perfectionistic parents. Mm. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard because then it's. Oh, yeah. I've had my own battle with that too. I still. Yeah. At times. Man, I'm recovering mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I, I, re- I moved from one house to another house and my son was getting ready for school one day. And then I realized that my OCD or my perfectionism was kind of getting out of control because you could see him like like really trying to cut the butter straight, like (laughs) turning off the the flashing light on the microwave. And I could just start to notice some of like the OCD traits that I had going down. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh uh How do I stop this? Yeah. Because I didn't want him to ever live that way. Right. That's funny. Yeah. I see aspects of myself and my children and some of them are the aspects that I don't enjoy about myself. And, um, what I've tried to do is like communicate that. So I'd be like, Hey, one thing your dad has really struggled with is being perfect with things, wanting to be perfect, wanting to have things exactly right. And sometimes I notice you're doing this type of thing. And what I've learned through doing that is it's kind of exhausting. And sometimes it's better just to make the mistake and do the thing anyways. And they just kind of, huh? Okay. Right. They just kind of listen a little bit like, all right. And that's that awareness we were talking about. That's what I'm really doing as a parent. I'm trying to increase their awareness. Right. Like I can't hold your hand. Right? I ain't always going to be able to do that. Yeah. But if I can increase your awareness, ideally you'll make better decisions on your own. When I was in the corporate world, I was so passionate because I was a training and safety coordinator for uh, a large construction company. And I was so passionate about leadership development and education, you know, because it had the power to change zip codes. But not only that was the effect, you know, like if I taught them something or mm-hmm. gave them, empowered them with information, if they took that home to their kids, that was my end game. Mm, nice. You know, it's just help them connect, create more connection uh, to be a better parent. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And you do a lot of that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Just trying to just share, man. Like I said, coming from my own pain and just realizing like it ain't got to be like that. Yeah. You know? How do you live a connected and purpose-filled life? I connect. And so for me, that's like I start every day in meditation. I go inward. Like asking ourselves, can you really witness yourself? Can you witness yourself? Can you witness what it's like to be a human? Like, Can you taste your taste buds, your lips? Can you hear the hum of your voice? Feel what it's like to have ears? Like fall behind, quote, yourself and witness yourself. And like, I I believe as humans, we can source energy, right? We can source energy. And so I always ask myself, like, where am I sourcing my energy? So I'm trying to charge that energy from whatever you want to call it, God, you know, spirit, whatever. 
you know, universe. I'm trying to source that energy and I'm trying to get real intimate with that energy within myself. Because as my physical body fades, which it's going to, we need to bring that part of ourselves forward more. And if not, that's where I believe like midlife crisis is, all those kinds of things come from. But as we source that energy more and this body deteriorates, we move on, we transition and the transition becomes easy. The words that came through while you were speaking was, your humanity is just as divine as your spirituality. Mm, and I, I love think that. oftentimes that people are chasing the spirituality and these outer body experiences, mm-hmm. but their bodies are such a great anchor for them to process the emotions and the traumas. Absolutely. I so agree with that. Because, like, look, we have to do both. I, I don't know if you've, I've shared this with you before, but I believe, and this is coming from someone who I don't consider myself like religious, I'd say spiritual, try to be very deeply connected there. But this is what I believe it means to bear the cross. And Jesus talked about this in the Bible, and which is a sacred text. And, you know, there's this linear progression of life. And the linear progression is the doing of life. Like Tony Robbins says that entrepreneurship could be its own personal development course. And it's very true. Yeah, like it'll so take true. you into yourself, right? Like you'll want to quit. You'll want to cry. You'll want to give up. You know, you'll have highs, you'll have lows. But just the journey of life, think of it as this linear progression. We have to step into that. We have to challenge ourselves through life and go through these things. And it'll take you into yourself. And also, we have this vert- vertical ascension of life. And that's like letting go of the shame, letting go of guilt, moving into states of courage and acceptance, and then finally joy and love. And that's an inner journey, right? But if we just do that, it's kind of like a monk sitting in the mountain, never really having any you know, friction in life. But if we you know, only do the linear progression in life, then it's like, we're just looking to make money, build wealth, have you know, beautiful people in our life. But we have to do both. And when you do both, if you look at that imagery, the vertical and the horizontal, that creates a cross. And to me, that's what it means to bear the cross in life. It's a heavy burden to bear. It's a beautiful visual. Yeah, but that's what it means to bear the cross. And so are you bearing the cross? So if someone's asking themselves that same question, what would your advice be? Step into life, man. Like, like, think if you think life, to me, life isn't like a courtroom of rights and wrongs. It's a school. And so just step into school. Like at the end of it, you ain't taking nothing with you. But what you'll take potentially is what you've grown, what you've learned. It's like a video game. Like you got to beat the boss. But the boss often is the inner stuff, you know. Like one of the stories I use is like, uh, you know, I remember having this event recently. And I was like, I almost canceled it because it was all my inner stories. It was like, oh, what if no one shows up? What if it's not good enough? I don't have this. And I was like, man, that's just some inner bullshit. And then finally I was like, okay, okay. If nobody shows up, all good. If one person shows up, they're going to have the best experience of their life. It'll just be me and them. It doesn't mean anything, right? It's just data. I didn't market good enough. I didn't express yeah. whatever, but I'm going to do it. Were you feeling that way because it was a new offering? Mm-hmm. And Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Something brand new. So then it was your protective personality trying to keep you safe from putting yourself out there. That's right. And then yeah. having that reflected back, like I'm not good enough. Yeah. Right. Which would remind me of other moments where I feel like I wasn't good enough. Yeah. But that's what I mean by, so it was both right there. Do you see how it was like a, 
it was a horizontal, yeah. like doing, right? Doing this expression here in the material world. And also this inner part of me going, okay, what's the inner story I'm st- telling myself? Yeah. Boom, there you go. That cross almost needs to ride your comfort zone. Huh? Just yeah. kind of dancing on both sides yes. of it, right? I call it edge point. Yeah. Yep. We're always finding that edge point. But that feels, we all know that feeling. When we step out on our edge point yeah. and we do the thing, when we actually show up, we get out of our comfort zone, dude, it always feels better afterwards. Always. I love that you walk around with such a curious, like, I don't know mind, you know, and looking mm. at everything from the perspective of a learning opportunity. And that's so powerful. Thanks. And hard as fuck. Hard and and also can be very fun because I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just like, right? I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like, look, like I love to dance, right? Love to fucking dance. And I've been going out and dancing and going to some different kinds of dance classes. And I even want to do more of it, but I don't have this, like, I have to be somebody when I'm here as to look a certain way. I have this like curious energy, like, huh. Like, what if we change a relationship with fear to curiosity? We're just curious about things. Wonder what it'll be like. I don't know. And just kind of stop there. Let me go figure it out. Speaking of new dance classes, you're going to learn how to dance with a hoop this weekend. Let's freaking go. I can't wait. I'm super excited. You know what's funny is I feel like there was a time in my life where I could hula hoop. But I recently tried it and it was unsuccessful. So okay. you got to link those chains back together All right. for me. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> if we were to fast forward after this weekend, what do you think you would be saying about the retreat? Awesome question. Um, what an epic experience. It was so cool to connect and hang out with everybody, get to know each other on a more intimate and personal level. And it felt great to play I loved those activities that we did. I loved hearing everyone share about their business, their creations, what they're doing, where they're going. And I really appreciated the guidance throughout those aspects. Can't wait to do this again. When can we do it again? Rad. (laughs) What's on the future for Troy Fontana? Another good question. Um, Man, so I really, what I've been feeling into is what lights me up. And I really light up when I'm like speaking, but for me, speaking looks more like workshop style. Cause I think I I really, I think I'm a very good speaker, but I'm probably even a better teacher. And so teaching workshops, um, I would like to go out to places to teach workshops. I do have some coming up, but I want to do more of those. And at some point having those all be like, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them be my own workshops uh, I want to grow the mastermind group because I really feel like, again, I enjoy teaching. And so getting more people like yourself into that who are these budding entrepreneurs who just need a little bit of encouragement. And, you know, um, I was having a conversation earlier about it's been beautiful to watch someone cry on one call because they're scared. They need to make money. They don't know if they can do it. On the next call, they followed through with their action steps and they made more money than they've ever made in that amount of time in their life. And so seeing that in somebody is a beautiful journey. Um, And then my one-on-one practice is going great, just seeing that, kind of nurturing that, seeing that continue to grow. And then for me, I also want to, I want to live life and I want to live like, uh, like what I do to be an expression of life. Meaning like one of my goals 
um, for my big five this year is to rent a house in Monterey for two weeks and to stay down there to play and also to create content, film some beautiful videos that I can share with other people. Like I want to give a lot of that away, but I want to give it away while I'm also having fun doing it. Yeah. Right. And so more of that kind of stuff, traveling, going to beautiful places, meeting beautiful people and sharing the message and the medicine that I believe I have to share. You do have very powerful medicine and I appreciate you being here. I was nervous. This really? morning coming into it. Yeah. Because you're Troy Fontana. Oh, You're yeah. like Reno famous. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the pop. <laughs> you're welcome, Jesse. I knew that you would light up for that. So what? how are some of the ways that you invest in your relationship um, outside of communication? Do you guys have date night once a week or how do you guys connect? Yeah, I think... So one thing I've found to be really valuable is it's important for your partner to see you doing the things that you light up in and vice versa. For sure. Right. And so I think we often forget that. So as an example, husband or wife goes to work and if you just leave it as like, Oh, they just go to work and it's just nine to five, you know, whatever, or they just do this, this is their business. And it's just is what it is. But when you see them doing the things that they do, like when you invite them into that space, like, Hey, come with me for a day or meet me. Let's go to lunch, but show up like an hour early. And I want to show you what I'm working on. It really ignites them because it brings them back to the place where maybe they found you, where you met each other. Like, oh yeah, like they don't see you in those leadership roles at work, right? And they go, whoa, I really admire that about you, but I don't ever see that, right? And so that feels really cool. And so inviting them into your journey a little bit can be really helpful and vice versa. Um, Try to bring like a sense of play and laughter to everything as much as possible, you know? Communication in all areas, sex, sex, finances, um, adventure, like, because adventure is going to look different for everybody. Some people adventure is staying home watching Netflix. Some people it's traveling to Sedona, right? And so understanding that about each other and also doing something new together, right? So say, like, I've never played pickleball, but I've wanted to play pickleball. And so I can invite my partner to play pickleball with me, right? Yeah. And it's both something new for both of you, uh, you know, because we often invite them into our world, which is good. Like, hey, come do this thing, but also finding something new that's unique to both of you. Well, that's awesome. Having a, just being like minded is, I think, a good component. Mm-hmm. And then just having similar activities or common interests that way. For sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Super powerful. That yeah. means go slow on the dating dating stuff right go. you know being really present and selective and asking all the right questions yeah real slow on that process yeah. and that's why it's so important to again fill your own cup up first like that sense of attachment and goes it needs to go away really let go of that sense of attachment and turn it into fulfillment i'm already full because you will attract that which you are right and so attracting that somebody else who's already full and then you both can go wow should we dance together metaphorically like this could be really cool let's try it out and then you have beautiful conversation throughout it, beautiful communication throughout it, and everything will grow from there, you know. But we got to become that first. With your business cl- uh, coaching clients, have you noticed a difference in them um, because of COVID and like the great resignation of they're trying to find more purpose in what they do? Or do you think that that's you changing? I think evolving? I'd say both. Um, yeah, both. Like, 
a lot of people right now seem to be, there seems to be almost a collective energy of shedding going on. Agreed. Right? So, I mean, even seasonally, we're in winter right now, you know, and things are, in Reno, it's really beautiful because the snow has been breaking branches off of these trees. And like, what is that? That's nature's way of letting go that which no longer serves us, you know? And so I think that's happening to individuals as well. And so we're really being forced to look deeply into our careers, into our relationships, into ourself and asking ourselves like, what's no longer serving me. And what I found is that heat gets turned up. It'll get hotter and hotter until you move. You got to move at some point. You got to try it out. You got to take a leap. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I sense a collective energy with that taking place. And it's really beautiful. It's it painful, you know, and it's scary, but that's your mind, to be honest. Yeah. And wanting to predict the future based out of the past. Right. So how can, how can listeners find you? So you can like read more about my story on my website, troyfontana.com. At the bottom of that, I have a YouTube channel. I have some cool YouTube videos up there that are just free material. I'm still learning to get more comfortable in front of a camera. Shut, wait, pump the brakes. <laughs> you, you are getting more comfortable in front of a camera? You've been out taking a shopping on Instagram for crying out loud. <laughs> it's true. I st- well, like I said, I know... You know, for me, I just noticed within myself, there's still parts I need to let go more and express more. Well, you got me fooled. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, you cover it well, Troy. (laughs) 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 It's funny. Well, thank you. But it's I'm still in front of people. I feel really comfortable because I can like see your energy and where you're at. And it's easy for me. But in front of the camera, I don't see it as much, you know, so it's a little more challenging. But I feel like my expression on there is is growing quite a bit. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's a bunch of resources on there. Social media, I've got an Instagram, which is Troy dot, just a little period, Fontana. You can follow me on there too. So my website, my name on social media, reach out, connect. I've got a community breathwork event coming up February 8th. It's a Wednesday at 6.15 p.m. Okay. at the River School Farm. It's a great opportunity to get in and get some healing right away. They're very powerful experiences. And uh, if you're interested in any of the business coaching stuff or the one-on-one stuff I do, you can just reach out through like email or even DM me on social media. And when is the next retreat? Um, is that set up yet? Not yet. Okay, I, cool. I want to get a better idea on like the weather what we're looking at <laughs> yeah, right now we've just been hit bombarded with snow after snow and i'm like man like, yeah. yeah but it's it's coming for sure and we'll hit a few of them this this spring and summer for sure well my heart and soul are absolutely overflowing with joy and happiness that you took time out of your oh. busy fucking schedule to connect with me and jesse and our listeners and I'm so excited to teach you guys all how to hula hoop this weekend. Oh, I can't wait, man. And thank you for having me on. And thank you for doing what you do. And I want you to know that I see you. I really do. And you're showing up in a beautiful way. And keep doing it. Keep freaking going. And any way I can support you in that, you let me know. I haven't even dropped my biggest idea yet. So as soon as we 
Jesse hits re- stop recording. Oh, I'm right. Sure Y'all got to wait? Be, yeah. You're going to leave them hanging yeah, like I'm that? Yeah, I'm totally going to leave them That's hanging. That's But next... they can go ahead and just follow the breadcrumbs that I'm leaving there on. There you go. To our I audience, I don't have to hit the record button. We can keep going until you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. Because <laughs> I will kick your ass. <laughs> I will channel my masculine energy there and you give go. you a thumping. Yes. <laughs> so anybody that's looking for me, you can ca- connect with me at livingmysoulspurpose.com or the wildsagesociety.com and you can follow the breadcrumbs of what I'm going to be dropping soon at I Am Wild Sage. Peace out. Love you all.